And we are back with another episode of From the Rafters. Sam and I are here recording on Thursday, March 31st, the day after the Celtics lost to the Miami Heat. And a couple days after, they lost to the Toronto Raptors. Two losses in a row for the first time since the end of January. Uh, I know, Sam, you were telling me you're not very happy, and I can't imagine uh, many Celtics fans are right now. It wasn't a great loss to Miami. I mean, they were in it for the first three quarters. I would say it was a good game through three, and then the fourth, they kind of fell apart, which is reminiscent of what we saw earlier in the season. I'm not too worried, and we can get into this discussion right away, but uh, yeah, just general thoughts. Also, we, we never even talked about the Rob injury because it's been a week mm. since we, we spoke yes. to you guys. Rob injured, successful surgery, four to six weeks, best case scenario. We can talk about that as well, but let's start with Miami since that's most fresh. Sure. Minds. Yeah, so th- that was an excellent game yesterday. It was good to watch for the most part. Um, yep. You know, the officials were pretty inconsistent throughout, but <laughs> I mean – you should still win, like play better, <laughs> play better. And the officials aren't a problem. I if, think that's, that's it. Yeah. Me. I mean, you see that one, three, one in the fourth quarter and they just, they short circuit. They don't know what's happening. They, they're like freaking out. They didn't score for like the first three and a half minutes of the quarter. They only put up what 15 points the whole time. And then they didn't score yep. much in the last four minutes of the quarter. So it was a game where they played pretty well. They went on a couple really good runs. I think they went 15, 16, nothing there in the third quarter after going down 11, which was good to see. Um, but they really weren't able to keep the pressure on like they had previously. I'm not completely sure you should chalk that up to Rob not being there. I think just Miami was a good team I yesterday. In part, like the rebounding, you could tell was affected because of Rob. It, they should have won regardless, but like you could. I didn't, didn't even think the, the rebounding did not stick out to me too much. There was a couple late in the fourth where they got it, which, you know, you don't want to see, I, but. I also saw a tweet and it was like, no shot Dwayne Dedman makes these layups if Rob is That's here. also very true. <laughs> yeah. But I know what you're saying, though. Yeah. Like, yeah, they missed him, but one, the defense didn't take that much of a hit before free throws at the end of the game. I think they only gave up like 104 points or something like also, that. Make your free throws. Yeah, make your make your free throws, make your layups, Grant. Uh, you know, everybody else had them rolling off the rim too, but Grant missed. We don't have to really talk about we bad. don't have to talk about Grant's game against the Heat. We don't, no, he was not good. Gloss, gloss over that one. But there were so many things that were just little things that they would normally do yeah. correctly that weren't Rob related that they could have done correctly and won the game. And Miami came to play yesterday. Like their mm-hmm. offense was very difficult for the Celtics to consistently stop. Even though, again, they only gave up 104 points before the free throws. I don't remember what the final was exactly. It might have been 106. okay so there's free throws but really like that's about where their defense has been lately maybe a little bit better closer to 100 they would typically be but if they just scored the ball normally in the fourth quarter they would have won that game no problem if they made their layups they would have won that game if they made their free throws they would have won that game and that is not mentioning the officiating which is out of their control but the Mm-hmm. complaining and getting technicals. Marcus got tossed, but that's good for him. I mean, like at that point, the game was over and just let him have it. But like, you're in control of all of that. You're in control of how you let it affect you. And they did. It, it looked like an early season game last night. It looked like a team that played well for three quarters. The fourth came along and they didn't make it across the finish line. The only thing that I kind of can say is like a silver lining to that fourth is like, that's a defense. I don't think they've seen this year. Now, these are mm-hmm. professional basketball players. They have all played against a one, three, one at some point in their lives, <laughs> yeah. but 
it's not something I'd imagine Ime Yudoka has a bunch of stuff drawn up for. And I'm sure going forward, they will be better, which is the theme that came out of all those press conferences after the game was, hey, we're going to work to be better. We're going to, you know, learn from this, this, that, the other, which I think is good. And I I contend they should have won both these games this week. Uh, before, the, before the Toronto game, I would have told you I didn't really care, which I did. And then they they were there and they should have won and they didn't. So I was frustrated. And then the same thing happened yesterday, except they should have won that game from the jump. There was a couple of opportunities they had sorry, to, uh, you know, really break it open. I don't think it ever really got past like seven. The lead last Toronto. Uh, no, no, this Miami. is Miami. OK, yeah, got you. Yeah, last yeah. night, I don't think it really got past seven points. So they could have been better when they were on the runs and they would give up a three and then the game would get close again. My in defense, Miami did not like quit. Like there was a couple possessions of course, there, of course, where like it was like, geez, man, they really just won't let up. Like just you know, like, come on, just go away, just yeah. go away. Um, I, I was surprised that, that wasn't a more negative rant from you, Sam. I'm 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 happy that we're not too down in the dumps about this. Well, I mean, what do you want me to say? I'm I really don't want to. I I want to separate Rob being out from them losing because I. I think there is a difference. There is a difference. I don't think they lost the game yesterday solely because Rob was out. And I don't think Rob being out is going to make it so they can't win basketball games anymore. And I think if you're thinking that, it's just a lame excuse. I think it it, it might make it slightly harder. It's harder for sure. They just have to approach it differently is the the harder part. And And Rob is a big part of the team. Can't And I will say, in the past, the Celtics team – the biggest theme of the Celtics season for me is, and I don't exactly know how to phrase this. Everything needs to be right for them to be at their best. If that makes sense. Like if Mm. one player is out, they kind of are in shambles. If like, if the defense throws one slight thing at them that makes them change, they kind of just go to shit. Like that, that's the, the one major flaw. And it is a big reason why they lost that. He came Rob was out and it was their first game with the full roster and without Rob. Um, and that Toronto game, I think you can kind of look at as a trap game for the Raptors, as in like the, the Celtics were obviously hungry, wanting to prove themselves because they didn't have their stars, blah, blah, blah. But that heat game was the first real test without Robin. I don't want to say they failed the test because it, that seems a little harsh considering how they played through the first three quarters. They failed the fourth quarter like the, you, they lost all composure. They reverted back to some uh, poor forms of offense. But we talked about this on the last show. They haven't had many close games, realistically speaking. And they said this in the post-game pressers too. They've been blowing teams out. And Udoka said after the game, he said, I think this is a good thing because it teaches the guys, you know, you're not going to win every game by 20 points. And although you would have liked to see them win to prove that they can win those games, it's better to get this sort of game in now rather than in the playoffs, right? You you want these learning experiences, and uh, Celtics fans ever going to say, "Oh, learning is no moral victories, learning experiences." And Tatum even said it, right? There are no moral victories. You either win or you lose, but that doesn't mean you can't learn something from the loss. Which is perfectly put. Like shout out Tatum for saying it that way. The Celtics can learn from this game and learn how to improve. They can learn uh, uh, how to play better against the zone. Like you said, they can learn how to better close out with no Rob. They can learn how to better defend the rim without Rob. It's all about learning from here on out. And I will say for their first official game, because I don't count the Raptors because everyone was hurt without Rob, Miami's about as tough as it gets. Outside of maybe the Suns or like the Grizzlies, Miami's is about as tough an opponent as you could possibly face. And they it's it's not like they got blown out, right? They lost by 
quote unquote eight points, right? Like it, it was, it was a close game throughout. Anyone who watched it knows that was free throws and it sucks. They lost. I'm not, I'm not like ex- giving no, excuses. They lost. They, they won the game. played poorly down the stretch and wholeheartedly lost the game. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And there's no excuse, right? You should have executed better, but now that you have that experience, you can take it into the playoffs and moving forward. And I'm sure, like you said, Udoka's going to drop a bunch of game plans for the zone. He's going to adjust for later on in the game. Tatum seemed like he's ready to learn from it. Um, I'm not worried at all. I, I'm happy. And it's not like it, they, they didn't get blown out by the Pacers, right? Like This isn't two months ago when we were panicking about that. They kept it close, went to OT against the Raptors um, with none, none of their, you know, four of their five starters were out. And then they kept it close against Miami and they fell apart because they couldn't keep their composure in the fourth quarter. And that sucks. It's something you worry about because the Celtics this season have not been great in close games. But it is something moving forward that they can work on, and getting it out of the way now uh, is something they can continue to work on because they haven't had that sort of game in a long time. So I think that's really, really good for them. And the officiating, by the way, Udoka said he he went up to the refs after the game and said, "Yeah, I just told him we'd like some more consistency, uh, you know." And which is good. It's good that he talked to them, and I'm glad Marcus got thrown out. I, I heard uh, I watched the ESPN broadcast because it's a little bit ahead, and I didn't want to be behind in the game because that annoys me. Um, and they were saying like, I don't understand why players get cheered for, for getting thrown out. I was like, mm, come on, Jeff Finga, you, you know why he's getting cheered. Let's let's not be because the fishing was horrible and he let him know. And mind you, he's getting yeah. fined for that. That's not he's not just I mean, listen, like, I don't know. What is it? Twenty five thousand, fifty thousand. He gets like found fine. But like in the. That's still like a lot of money to us, you know, it's regular. Yeah, that's people. a lot of money. That's a lot of money to throw away on an ejection. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the officiating by the way it was bad sam me notoriously i very rarely i don't either notice. i very I know, rarely will complain about the refs i know like you can't call those late in the game but if you're gonna call body contact for fouls max Bruce fouled every single player he blocked every single one if we're calling oh we got him down low but he clean block up top then those are all fouls it was body to body contact all the way down if we're gonna call it that way and if we're not calling it that way, fine. Then don't call it that way for the Celtics, right? Like, let's have some sort of consistency. It just seemed then, very ticky-tack one way, and they were getting mauled. Exactly. And then the Al shot when he fa- – who even was it? Bam? When he fouled Bam? That's exactly what happened No, it was Marcus. Jimmy Butler. Do you know exactly what I'm talking about, though, right? Wait. I'm trying to think. Somebody oh, yes. Yeah. Shot, and yeah. Al slapped him on the hand after the shot. And that's the exact foul that got called back. Oh, it was Butler. Back, Butler fell down. Called back against Marcus Smart in Luke, uh, when Luka Doncic fouled him. And it got reversed. And yet they called it incorrectly against the Celtics. Like, how are you – like, I, I don't understand how you can miss those calls. Like, early, Udoka said it in his press conference. The Heat were getting all the calls in the beginning of the game. And the Celtics, like, aggressively went for the calls. And shout out to them for actually driving to the rim. They just got zero calls there. And again – this isn't a game you can blame on the refs because the Celtics didn't ha- hold their composure Plenty to improve on. Exactly. And realistically speaking, they just didn't hit their shots. They got some good looks and they didn't hit their shots. It is what it is, but the, the refing has got to be consistent. And that was, it, it was horrendous last night. And again, not an excuse for the Celtics losing, but just something to note. Cause that, that was absolutely horrible. It was tough. So. It was the, I don't really, I, I am more of a let them play type of person. But if you're gonna yeah. picky tack one way, you have to you have to do it the other way. I I just I, don't no, like. No. I you know me. I hate the fouls on jump shots. Yeah, the, the one they gave Jimmy Butler was egregious. Ridiculous. They they gave Lowry a call. He he falls down all the time, and they were getting all the little like 
ticky tack stuff and guys are getting mauled the other way and they're not <laughs> calling it it seems like they're going out of their way to make calls like the tatum I charge just, at the end was bad oh tatum charge was one of the worst ones max Struess was so blatantly moving backwards and falling backwards when yeah tatum but if he if he's moving backwards then he's really not getting in tatum's way like that see that's probably why it didn't get overturned like he's not like throwing his body at Tatum. He's like just moving backwards just as Tatum moves forward. He just like tripped him. I don't know. I don't think it's, I, th- I don't think that's a charge, but by whatever one, the rules are, that's probably on that why one, they didn't change. Yeah, no, I'm saying I blame Tatum on that one. Cause he extended his arm. He's got to stop doing that. He does that way too much. The arm extend. Cause they're going to call yeah. it. What I was laughing about <laughs> out of all the players who got screwed last night, all of them complained, except the player who got play uh, screwed the most. Derek White got so unbelievably oh, he screwed. He got slapped in the face. PJ Tucker ran him over and hooked his arm, and Derek White got called for the foul. He he didn't get any calls at the rim when he was getting mauled. And then he he doesn't complain, which is how the Celtics should be in general. But he got he get the worst whistle last night. Brown and Tatum didn't get any calls. Sure, Marcus Smart could have gotten a couple at the rim. Max Struess. I mean, I'm sorry. He's not that guy. Like, I love Max Struess and the way he plays, but that, those were fouls on the body. I'm sorry, and that was not a charge. Derek White got a horrendous whistle last night. He got smacked in the face. and Like, it just – it made no sense. It made no sense. And like you said, I'm all for – like, those Max Struess blocks, I'm all for those being blocks. Like, those were great defensive plays. But if you're going to call the fouls on the body on the other side, you have to call it evenly. Like you can't, the one-sided thing, like you said, is it is just, it just it felt like back. the Celtics could not get a stop last night without there being a foul called. Mm-hmm. And then if it would go the other way, guys were going into a crowded paint, but still getting mauled and there wouldn't be any whistle. And these are important yes. possessions. Now and, in, in late games, I'm again, swallow the whistle. If it's late in a game, you let yeah. those guys play unless somebody's getting killed. Mm-hmm. And like I said, Good job on the Celtics for staying aggressive and hunting for those calls. You'd like to finish some of those layups so the call doesn't matter. But, I, I mean, I, I, again, I'm not blaming the refs, but there's probably a reason why the Celtics didn't make many of those layups. Probably because they got mauled. Like, like there's a connection. Yeah. Uh, not great. I don't know. Yeah, well, okay. Like I said, we don't have to talk about Grant. We don't have to talk about One, one person we should talk about was Tice. He was fantastic. Yes. Tice, Tice has been fantastic. Tice, since Rob has gone down, has been really good. Yes. That is one yeah, thing. If you really want to be happy this morning, well, it's going to be Friday when you listen to this, but it's Thursday afternoon right now. Be happy anyways. Yeah, well, you do what you want. We don't tell you what to do. <laughs> but Tice really has been great. He was six for six against Miami on Wednesday. He was good underneath. He was athletic, dunking the ball. He He's all right at being in the Rob role. He's not Rob. He doesn't do everything Rob does. Yes. But he's not the worst person to have filling in. He's certainly better than Cantor. And, I mean, he should be able to get you through the first round until Rob is supposed to be cleared to – I, well, I don't really know what the deal with that is anyways, because I was listening to the radio today. They made a good point. Is the four to six weeks Rob's being expected to be back playing or him being cleared to do basketball stuff? I think that's playing. I'm pretty sure it's playing, which is phenomenal because all the reports I see say he could be back by the second round of the playoffs, which is, I mean, I that would is. say the best case scenario. What a roller coaster week we scenario. had as fans. <laughs> you have 
So you have so it starts Sunday because we haven't recorded since last week. It starts Sunday. They play Minnesota, yep. and we know they win. They go into first if Philly loses. Uh, they win the game. Philly does lose. Philly does lose, and then you find out. I mean, when Rob went out and he wasn't expected to return, and then they were talking about a post game. I kind of got the vibe that they knew something was really wrong. I think yeah. you did too, but mm-hmm. people kind of were downplaying it on Twitter. I did not get it. I was like, um, I don't know why. Like, no one's talking about this, and I don't know why. Like, I'm not feeling good tonight, despite the standings or whatever. Then the next day, it obviously comes out he's torn his meniscus. So we're all sitting here. You've got the Twitter doctors coming out with their diagnosis without seeing any scans or anything, and what they think. And then we find out Wednesday right uh, early in the day before that game that Rob four to six weeks, easy surgery. And the surgery was decided on by the doctors and him The team was not involved. So, you know, he was not like Great. rushed back. You have to yeah. be pretty excited for that. It's good. It's the best news you could get probably from that. There are a lot of skeptics though. People not think he's going to come back and be uh, effective. Yeah, no, I mean, it's it's about the best news you could possibly ask for from the Celtics perspective. And like you said, the Celtics team had no uh, effect on the surgery he chose. If Rob wanted the shorter one so he could come back, that's great. I mean, because it shows he wants to be back. Obviously, you want him to be healthy long term because he's a big part of the team's future. But uh, I'm hyped. I, I think the Celtics can still make a serious run this year, especially when he gets back. I think Tice is going to hold it down really well. Uh, he's played well against the Raptors and the Heat. Um, Celtics just got to figure out how to close out in the clutch. And I think they will be probably one of the best teams. And the question is now, cause with the loss, if the Celtics had beat the heat on um, Wednesday night, they would have been first place in the East, but now they lost. And now there are two games back of the heat in fourth place, which is fine. I'm not like complaining, saying that's a terrible thing. Do you think it's at, at this point, obviously, you know, hindsight's 2020. We've been talking about just win as many games as possible. I'm not saying the Celtics should lose. I still think they should win as many games as possible. But now they don't now that they don't control their own destiny in terms of the standings, would you rather just see them get three, four, avoid Brooklyn completely in the first round? Yeah, probably, but I don't want them to tank games. I just think that's how it's gonna end up, so that's what you should probably prepare for. I don't think they're going to go out there and try and lose. I think they need to really utilize these last five games as a tune-up for the playoffs. You have a big shakeup in your lineup with Rob not being there. He's a big part of your defense, big part of your offense uh, in terms of being a safety valve. Makes it easier for all the other guys that do the main scoring. You need to get used to playing without him. You you could see that they struggled without him last night. There were parts of it they could have used him. Doesn't mean they lost the game because he wasn't there or whatever, but it's an adjustment. It's still an adjustment. You need to get as adjusted as you can before the playoffs start because you need to get through those rounds if you want him to play for you again this year. Yeah. Yeah, and I I guess from that perspective, if you can avoid Brooklyn round one, get them round two, Rob is back for round two. That's the best case scenario because now it's shifted from round one, get him out of the way to – just survive round one without Rob, get Rob back. I so have I to pull up the schedule and the standings and stuff for today because I don't really know. I didn't look last night. Um, What's I don't up? know. Did Brooklyn play? No, they didn't last play. Last night, no. They did not play. They did not play last night. Last I checked, they're a game up on Charlotte who has the tiebreaker. So should they be tied, Charlotte will become eight. Brooklyn plays tonight. Uh, I guess oh, they the play Milwaukee. Bucks. Yes, okay. big game. 
So who so, do we want to win that game? Who do we want to win? Who do we think Celtics fans? Who should Celtics fans want to win? Well, here's the See? thing. It's tough. <laughs> no, no. Here you go. Ready? Okay. So you've got Miami, one game above Milwaukee. Milwaukee, one game above Philadelphia and Boston. So Celtics are tied in theory for third, even though the win percentages are different. I don't really know how the tiebreaker works there, but regardless, Philly, Philly plays Detroit tonight, so we can root for Kid Cunningham. Okay. Well, regardless, <laughs> yeah, there's that. Now, looking in the play-in, this is where, to me, you can really – I mean, you can't because it's the friggin' play-in and it's going to be shaken up, but you can get the most information about who they're going to play. Brooklyn, eight and a half games back of first. Charlotte, nine games back of first. So if Brooklyn loses today, they will they drop below. to nine. Atlanta – is nine and a half games back. Atlanta, I believe, yeah. plays Cleveland they played last tonight. night. And they played Cleveland tonight, yes. Cleveland. Uh, bums. Okay. <laughs> so there's – I don't really know the tiebreaker between those two teams. Between Atlanta and Atlanta, 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 Brooklyn. But, I mean, Brooklyn could potentially be 10th by the end of the night, which would mean nothing. They could mean absolutely nothing. They'd all be tied. But if they're 10th, they have to win two games to even become 8th. Atlanta has a tiebreaker. They do. So if Atlanta wins and Brooklyn loses tonight, Brooklyn will be 10, and they will not be 8. I'd say if you're the Celtics, as of now, you are rooting for Brooklyn to lose every single game because you are only a game back of second place. You play Milwaukee again. So if you really want it, you control that. And you have mm-hmm. the tiebreaker. Should Brooklyn fall below eight, they can only be eight if they get in the playoffs. You you will not play them if you are two. There's still, I don't know what. Or five. three, right? Or three. Well, what I mean is in round one. I'm just thinking about the yes. first round. Well, if they get Ideally, two or three, they wouldn't have to face them in first or second round, right? Yeah, but if you get two or three, you're probably going to have to play Milwaukee or Philly. In the second round, yeah, but... I... Who would you rather play? Uh... See, see, like last time we recorded, you were not scared of Brooklyn. Now Brooklyn's full strength, though. Well, we last time we recorded, they were. No, they weren't. Yes, they were. We knew were that... Yeah, because I was complaining about it. I was complaining uh, yeah. that the, the dude had no back. I don't think I was not. adamantly saying I'd rather play Brooklyn than either of those two. And I, I think I remember what I said. What I remember said, there's say? no other player in the playoffs who scares me more than That you is true. I, and I <laughs> just, agreed. So that, I, that's my thought process. And I think you should want to avoid them. But I just think with – well, I don't know. I guess if you get to the second round, well, hypothetically, you yeah. can have Rob back anyways. And in the second round at that point, you're talking the the – the least of all evils, right? You're going to have to face either Milwaukee, Philadelphia, Miami, or Brooklyn, probably. Like, yeah. you're not going to get... I, after yesterday, I don't want to deal with a series of Miami. That, That's I, game I forgot how unlikable that whole team I is. I told you. I've been telling and you. And they're all irritated. Like, I hate Lowry. I, I, <laughs> I'm i starting to dislike Bam just because he's annoying. Hero's annoying. All those guys are just... Ugh. Spolstra's annoying. I, I would love if they imploded. 
They very well could. But yes, to, to the long-winded answer is tonight you want I guess you kind of want Milwaukee to win tonight. Which is weird because you want that second seed, but <clears throat> I think you well, take that three seed from Philly. I think that. they're not going to finish fourth. That's, so that's one, two, my three. hypothesis. Is I you think, think one, two or, three? two, or three. I don't know if yeah. they're going to catch Miami either. What's Miami's schedule the rest of the year? Let me take a look real quick. If it will let me, let me look at Miami's they, schedule the rest of the year. They need to get rid of the plan. I'm sorry. They my now now I will say this with how tight it is in the East, and if they're all tied, like like they would be after today, there should be. But like in the West, my thing is they should do. I, I saw this in an article today for Hoops Habit. Uh, shout out Mason. They need to do what they did in the bubble, where if you are within four games of the seven seed or something, then there is a plan. But if not, then you're not. Do you know what I'm saying? I feel like that is the way to fix this scenario. Which yeah, may, this like is, it, this is ridiculous. I'm sorry. Like if if the ten seed is within X amount of games of the nine seed, uh, then there's a play in. Same thing for this nine to eight. You know what I'm saying? Like say the nine seed is really close to the eight seed, but the ten seed is super far off. Then the nine and the eight seed just play together, like play each other to use the eight seed. And say the ten, nine and the ten seed are close, like the East this year. Then you do this sort of play in. And if neither of them are close, like in the West you don't have a plan at all because then they would just punish the Clippers or the Timberwolves if they have a bad night, which doesn't make any sense. Yeah, like the Timberwolves would not be in the plan if they were in the East. Yeah, which is – it's it's crazy. I, I think – I like the plan for entertainment purposes, but I also understand the notion that, like, it, it's ridiculous when teams like the Spurs and the – I and hate the it, and I think the it. games are meaningless because you're just, like – it's like you're battling to go to the slaughterhouse. Like – all right, congratulations! You get to play. Well, unless you're Brooklyn, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Like, except Brooklyn for this is, year, that's a rare, rare example. Like and the, in, in the West, I don't think the Timberwolves are going to get slaughtered. So you think they play Phoenix? They'll win. I don't think they'll win, but I think okay. it'll be five or six. Well, there you go. Okay, five well, games is even... still like the slaughterhouse. Like it's nothing. I mean, the Celtics took Brooklyn five games last year without Jalen Brown. Like. Congrats. I don't, but I don't think it'll be a slaughterhouse. I think games will be close. But if Minnesota wins, then they play Memphis. They don't okay, have put to play it, Put it this way. Put it this way. Minnesota versus Phoenix versus Los Angeles versus Phoenix is very, very, very different is my point. Okay, yeah, but that's not what it is. That That's really not the situation. The situation no, no, that no. I'm complaining about is the Pelicans or the Lakers if they win two games, then their reward is to go play Phoenix. Congratulations. Yes. Okay. I understand what you're saying. I, I, I agree with that. Also, Miami's schedule doubling back is not uh not too hot here on out. So it's looking like they could they could storm. Chicago, they, Toronto, Charlotte, Atlanta, Orlando. So uh Chicago sucks, man. <laughs> Toronto's Chicago, real good though. Toronto's hot. They could they could pull off something. I'm not convinced Toronto's that good. <laughs> I'm not. They they had to go to overtime and had Siakam score 40 for them to beat the bench. I know they're, they're not like a top team. They're flawed. Like I think Scotty Barnes is a good player. Like I'm not discounting him. Van I think fine. Toronto is directly in the tier below the top five teams in the East, which I know isn't saying much. Like I'm not say, sitting here saying they're on the same level as the Celtic Sixers. Heat. I'm just saying like they're a tough team and they're a, the type of team I wouldn't want to play in a seven game series. Not that I don't think the Celtics would win. I just think it would be a pain in the ass. 
No, I don't want to look at sense. Nick Nurse hold his mouth open for seven My, my main six. point being, I'd rather play either Chicago or Cleveland than Toronto, which is not saying much, I know, but that's just the point. Um, I put them a tier above those those two guys, which Chicago, by the way, is in danger of losing the five seed, which is kind of crazy when you think about it. It's one um, game, right, between the two? They're tied. They're in a virtual they're tied? tie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Chicago is in shambles, man. No bueno. See, Not now great. now that really makes things interesting. Mm-hmm. And t- Cleveland's two games back. Cleveland's going to be stuck in that play-in, I think. So. Oh, Tough Cleveland's in the play-in. Cleveland's in does the play-in. Cleveland, the question is, does Cleveland get out of the play-in? No. You think Cleveland loses to Charlotte or Haw- Atlanta? Yes. Wow. That sucks, man. That's just, and I know you don't care because it's not the Celtics, but like, nope, don't care. It sucks for the Cavs. Like, just putting yourself in their shoes, like, they were so good. And the only reason that they aren't still a top six team in the East is because they got screwed with injuries. And I'll stand by that. I know sucks. the pain. Very, t- yeah, exactly. So you should empathize a little bit more, Sam. They Come must on have now. poached some training staff members from the Celtics. That's what I say. <laughs> oh, man. What about the Knicks, though? How, how about them Knicks? Who, who could have told you that they wouldn't be good? <laughs> Bing uh, bong. Clowns. Big... <laughs> and also, also Randall like wants to shoot his way out of town. Yeah, yeah. He, like, he's you're not good. Out. First of all, nobody should be able to shoot their way out of town. But he's not good enough to shoot his way out of town. He makes a lot of money, and he's a bum. Like, yeah. nobody wants your deal, brother. You're you bad. Saw those and you have a bad attitude. And you your those? team sucks. And you disappear in the playoffs. The one yeah. time you played in the playoffs. Reports are he's trying to uh, pull a James Harden thing. They won the other night against the Bulls, and he oh. got the last rebound, threw the ball at the refs, and walked off the court and st- while his team celebrated the win. He's wow, just he's, like – He's so cool. He's uh, – there's reports that he's – That guy must – he must have like three championships, and like he knows a regular season win is nothing. <laughs> and... There have been reports that he's uh, like – getting dressed in other parts of the locker room, like avoiding no, his teammates. There's like, nothing wrong with being shy. <laughs> there's not. Uh, so what I'm going to make of that is uh, Julius Randle. Sometimes you got to pee in the stall. So let me, let me frame this for you, Sam. And I'm going to ask you to take the green glasses off for a second. And we're just going to think about right. some less, some lesser teams in the NBA. I know we're just going to think Julius Randle for Russell Westbrook. If you're who? Uh, both. I'm asking from both perspectives. Mm. I mean, I Both guess. of them disaster situations. I'm not. I'm not sure Randall really fits with the Lakers. Okay, but does Russell Westbrook fit with the Lakers? No, but at the same time, like, I think Randall really doesn't fit with the Lakers. Like, I know. I, I think I, if you're, well, I don't know the length of the contract, but I think if you're the Knicks, like, you get the better end of that deal because, like, I still think Westbrook sucks. Don't get me wrong, but if he's by himself, he can be more effective than having to be yes. somebody's sidekick. I agree. So like the Knicks might actually like be get a little bit competitive and get. I youth think that that Westbrook would look more like the Wizards Westbrook, which still again it wasn't he like he was too. Like congratulations, eight seed got bounced. But Tatum much better fifty on him. <laughs> but much better is my point. Yes. Um, how long is the Randall contract? Let me look up Knicks payroll. It might only be like one or two more years, but and he's bad, and he he's a prick, and he's been a prick. I I'll never forget when. He was supposed uh, to have a workout with the Celtics, and he skipped it before he got would drafted. You, would you like to hear the contract, Sam? It's like thirty million. 
He gets 23.7 next year, oh, 25.6 in 23-24, 27.5 in 24-25, and then a 29.4 player option in 25-26. See, maybe – let's see. Let's see which team should go after Randall. Maybe <laughs> if I'm – no, no, no. Seriously, like maybe if I'm uh... – Detroit. If I'm like Orlando, I'll go after him because nobody goes to their games. So it'll be closer to like when COVID was a thing and there was no one in the arenas and he was playing well. Once there's people there, he gets stage fright. No, legitimately it's the same speaking, thing with like getting dressed. He gets stage fright. It's the same thing. He doesn't like people. The only potentially, I'm not saying it's going, it would be good. The only potentially good situation I could see Randall fitting into is Portland because he wouldn't have to be the first option but he could still get a decent amount of shots because he would be the second option. I'm not I can't saying believe that guy great, made an all NBA team. He had a great season last year. He was an it MVP was just, candidate. I think last year he, he was phenomenal last year. He's just bad now. Again. He's like, a role player. That's what one he hit is. wonder. He's a one hit wonder. And that that's is what it is, man. It's and tough, he's just got like, a shitty attitude. Like that's oh the thing. That's the big I, part. I just can't ima- imagine. Imagine like going into your job and being like, "Hey, let me go work somewhere." Not else. your job. Not your job. Your twenty million dollar playing a child's game for a professional sport job, which is like, Jesus. yeah, like, wow, your life's so hard. You live in a top market, and you get paid millions of dollars. With a franchise that adored you for last season, and then you're just gonna come in and whine at the first sign of bad news, like. The, the attitude, man, it, it's tough. And he was great last year. But if I'm the Knicks and the Lakers are down, I trade him for Westbrook. 100%. If, I, if I'm if i the Lakers, I'm, I'm not doing that. Oh, I'm not. Let's be honest, Sam. The Lakers are not known for their great decision making. What <laughs> Westbrook's only got one year left. Uh, I think it's two. Let me double let's check, see. though, in case I'm foolish. Uh, never mind. He has a player option for next year. It's a $47 million player option. I I've said this like time and time again. If you're like a GM, I don't think you should really. There's like five yeah. players that should get over thirty five million dollars. Is Tatum one? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So because who, who are, I know I know it's definitely a little bit more than five, and you just made a statement. But who who are the players you'd put on that list? I'm just curious. Yeah, it is definitely more than five. It's it's more of the situation. It's like you drafted this guy. He's going to be your guy going forward right like he let me i'll make a short successful. list i'll make a short list okay so we'll say tatum i don't think they should pay brown that much if the time comes but it's different it's different if you drafted the player because you have bird rights and you can just pay him however much you want kind of how that's pretty much the rule that's the gist of it it's not get, you, there's no hard cap for guys that are drafted by your team no but it restricts the other money you can spend it, obviously. who cares Okay, so I I would I would say Tatum Brown just because of that situation. So you'd give Brown thirty five million dollars. But if I'm like another team and like you trade for or no, the, if you like signed him, like I don't know, say like he hurt himself, knock on wood, and then like his contract ended and like they were like, oh, you know, we only want to pay him for like two years, and he plays like really well, and then they want to extend him. It's a very like. Okay, what about Zach Levine? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I just want to they it. have, but do they have his? First of all, no. But if they have, <laughs> all, no. 
it, it's uh, just they a do. different situation. It's hard to say. Okay, then you're, take, you're, if take you're the bird rights like, out of it. You're probably like, Sam, you're such a homer. But take like, the bird rights out of it. Say you are a new expansion franchise. Okay, and you're, right. You can sign any okay. player in the league. Fine. That way, I think the answer for Brown would be no and Taylor no. would be yes. Then. Okay. Yes. Okay, so then give me your players. Your your Sam's Giannis, Crusaders or whatever. Okay, yeah. Giannis, Luca, Tatum, Ja. Giannis, Luca, Tatum. Um, are we including older players in this? Because like I would give Kevin Durant thirty five million dollars. I'm on the fence. I'm on the fence about that. Well, I, I say I yes because I think he's okay. the best dude. What about but like it's in a, Le- if no LeBron no. Absolutely. I was gonna say LeBron slash Curry because they're older, but mm, yeah, probably not. Okay. Now, now let's just say how we need for this to make sense. All the deals have to be the same amount of time. Okay. Of time. Okay. Of time. Because you could pay LeBron or Curry fuck all for one year, and it won't okay. matter. You know, let's like, say for for your deal. Okay. All right. Before so all how old is let's see. Mm, Kate Katie's like I would still do it. He's teetering, but yeah. Like Okay. But but that should like show you like that's how serious this should be. Like be- Miami Miami pays Lowry, Butler. Both of those guys are old and they're getting like Butler's going to be making 50 million. Yep. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Miami's so lucky that they drafted well and they have Bam, Hero, Duncan Robinson, Max Struess on a low-level contract and they can afford to tie up money well, with those other guys. They can for now, but in a couple of years when Max Struess and Gabe Vincent want to get paid, they're going to have to go somewhere else. Yes, but for so, now it works. For now they're fine. They and are going to be screwed work. in a year or two though. I'm telling you, now. you cannot be paying one guy and we can continue with the list that much money unless he's doing it all or he's your like bona fide number one. He's going to make a all-star team. He's going to be an MVP candidate. Mm-hmm. Like he has to be able to be that guy for your team or you're not going to be able to put a good team around him and win. And he's not going to be able to help you win. Okay, what did I have? Five so far. Hold up, hold up. Yeah, I, I'm making a list, and I'll just I'll just ask you the players because I feel like that'll probably be easier. Yeah, because I have the. I'm 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 finishing up my list right now. I'm looking at some of the. I'm doing mainly younger players because I assume the answer for like James Harden and them would be no. Harden absolutely older. not. <laughs> but this Zion Williamson though, Sam. No, absolutely not. <laughs> no, I'm not even paying him like twenty. I'm like, you need to play basketball before you get a paycheck brother i think the only player that is older that i would ask you um dame i assume would be no because you know you winning we already talked about this when there was rumors for him to the celtics and i was like you shouldn't go get him because he's gonna want a lot of money and he's gonna start to decline the only older player i'm going to ask you then is Kawhi leonard for four years four years 35 how old is he Uh, i think he's 31 Kawhi. I say he's I 30. He's 30. He's 30. That's tough, but I say no because he keeps getting hurt. Okay. Like how much how much has Kawhi played in the last two years? None. Like almost. He played during Not the much. playoffs last year and he got hurt. Not much. You are correct. All right. I have a list of players. Uh it obviously trails off a little bit at the end. 
mm. um, with some like uh, newer guys that are super young and super like on the up. So I'll start with those guys that I don't think you're going to give them to, but I wanted to put them on the list just okay. in case you feel a certain way. So sure. I'll start with LaMelo Lim- Ball. Mm, no, probably, probably not. Not yet. The fringe, but you see what I'm saying? How it's like it could be close. I still can't um, like get past like the thinking of like their current situation. Like, it, if I'm being honest, the way Charlotte is set up right now, the answer could be yes. One, his contract's not going to be he's not going to be up for an extension like that for a couple years, anyways. You, you just don't put him at that level yet. Where not yet. Would, okay, yes. But in their current um, situation, I wouldn't like laugh at it. Like the whole point of it is like securing him long term and he'll probably end up being worth it so it's like yes it's 50, it's close 50 okay uh i assume Embiid and Jokic are both yeses yes right? you can pay okay. those guys um darius garland i assume would no. be no no okay nope. he's getting there i'll, I'll ask you he's again a solid player he's not 35 million dollars solid yet right now i'm, he's telling, I'm telling you yet uh bam out of bio i don't think so I think okay. he's. I think he was. He's a good player. He was certainly a pain in the ass. He's yesterday. close. He's, he's on the bubble. In my opinion, the best player on that team. Mm-hmm. Really? Uh, oh yeah. Far and away. Okay. At least. At least yesterday he was. Okay. Far and away the best player on that team. I think it's a good take. Okay. Um, Cade Cunningham. I'm assuming is a no. No, not yet. But, but I'm just. I, I was curious because he is so young, and you could think about it. Carl Anthony Towns. No. Okay. No, I mean that team has had him on there for a long time. They're five, what are they seventh? And this is a remarkable season for them. Well, put seven in to give it some context. Like seventh in the West is still like it ten be, games, eleven it would games. Be, let's see. No, they would, would they would be seventh in the East too. Okay, but how many games above five hundred are there? They are nine. Okay. Yeah. So they're a good team. Um, Donovan Mitchell. Yes. Really? Uh, well, now I'm thinking about it. I, I'm, I'm surprised. Like, I'm just thinking of like the current situation. Maybe the answer is no, because that jazz team has been a juggernaut in the regular season. They don't really he called them anywhere. out the other day. He yeah, called them he out the other day. He's Very getting ready to put the Celtics green on. Um, Trey Young. Trey Young. That I was thinking about this one before we like you had your list. I'd say probably, yeah, because I think he's like a good starting piece for a team, I guess. Like, I don't know. He he can impact the game. Like, he's a real pain. I mean, think of it like this. The Celtics double team him. <laughs> so he's yeah. he's probably at the level where if you paid him that much money, it wouldn't bite you in the ass. It, you wouldn't You wouldn't be like handcuffed with that contract it would not turn into Mm -hmm. a westbrook contract it wouldn't Mm -hmm. turn into a julius randall contract so i'd say yes last player on my list devin booker oh yeah yeah sure i mean they went they went to the finals sure i wasn't sure because a lot of people give chris paul the credit which i think is foolish but oh i think they both deserve credit so you have up and they're all of a sudden a good team and Mm -hmm. he definitely had to make a jump to help push them to that level too. It's not, it's not really a one person story there. I don't think. So your list is nine deep of players. You would pay $35 million a year on a four year contract right now. You have nine players. Your list is Giannis Antetokounmpo, Luka Doncic, Kevin Durant, John Morant, uh, Joel Embiid, Nikola Jokic, Devin Booker, Jason Tatum, Trey Young. 
Yeah, that's probably it. And Donovan Mitchell and Lamelo Ball and Bam Adebayo were on the fringe. The the more I think about the Lamelo thing is, I think yeah, uh, no, nah, I'm, I'm gonna still say no, mm-hmm. but it's close. The reason you I'm need like to see him win. towards it is that, and also, well, I need to see him be able to like be the guy on a winning team. If that makes sense, I think he's going to be yes. a good player, yes. and I'm not sure that it would necessarily handcuff whoever paid him that money. But it's still you might you're, you're probably going to need more than just him. Like he's not going to be the number one, if that makes sense. Like Trey Young is, yes, I know. What you're yeah, saying. and even Trey Young is close, but I don't think you'll regret it. Alrighty. Uh, well, that's all I have. I mean, I think we covered mostly everything. Miami lost. We talked about the Raptors lost a little bit. Robert Williams injury. I'm very happy about that. Obviously, um, this took a fun little segue. You're very happy uh, about the time. No, no, yes, injury. I'm very happy you about that. The it. surgery went well. Obviously, so it's good um, news. Yes, very. But yeah, anything else you wanted to say before we get out of here? I did have something I wanted to talk about. I forget what it was. I don't know if I was going to complain or not. I, I just don't remember. <laughs> I can't remember what it was. I'm sorry. It's okay. We can miraculously have not had to go get the groceries. Yeah, Sam's been waiting. Which this was whole a time massive concern before the show. But yeah, we we made it through. Uh, yeah, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Uh, if you don't follow me on Twitter already, I just tweeted that I started a newsletter. Enjoy basketball with a great team of writers and spearheaded by Kenny Beecham, King of the Fourth Quarter. So first one is out. Go check it out on Beehive. Uh, you can find the link. Uh, in my Twitter feed or just enjoy B-Ball on Twitter and you can get to it there. So uh, that was really good. Uh, It's very fun and I'm enjoying it. So uh, I'd appreciate if you check it out. But yeah, that's all I got. Sam, I'll leave it to you. Yeah, thank you guys very much for listening or watching. If you're watching, you're probably on YouTube there on uh, Guy Boston or Bannertown. If you're on Guy Boston, you can catch all the pregame streams there as well. It'll be Jack, me, KJ, Tim, one, three of the four of us usually are there. Uh, subscribe there. Obviously, subscribe to Bannertown as well. If you're listening on a streaming service, follow the podcast. That way you don't have to wait for Jack to tweet it out and me to quote tweet him to see that it's been released. Um, you can get it before everybody else. We always have a lot of fun recording. So thank you very much for listening. Uh, you can follow Jack at Jack Simone NBA. You can follow me at Sam LaFrance NBA. That's our show for today. Bye.